0: What's up guys? Welcome to Fitter Food Radio. This is episode 136 and it's me Matt Whitmore with a very snotty, snotty and poorly Keris Marsden.
1: Joey, this has made me think what happens if you are a radio presenter? Do you go in with a cold like this or do you oh, yeah. are you told to stay at home? I've never heard a radio presenter go on with a cold.
0: With a stonking cold. Yeah. Well, they must have or
1: TV. Yeah they must just switch it in.
0: Yeah, of course they do. Like, you know, when you watch, like, the morning chat shows or whatever. Yeah. Not chat shows, you know, like Good Morning Britain or whatever it's called. Yeah. They'll have, like, stand-ins, yeah. don't they, for a week or two? Because yeah. they've got to go on holiday as well, don't they? Yeah. You right. know, so what do Eamon Holmes and his missus do?
1: No, have got stand-ins, but I'm like, because I'm not... Poorly enough as in, like, I couldn't do a podcast with you. Do you see what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know. It's so, different though, But you never
1: actually see people go
0: to work with a cold, we, but you would have, see... We haven't got millions of listeners no, tuning in no, live but, but right now. but you do now. see
1: someone go to an office with a cold or you see somebody go to, I don't know, like a, you know, ticket office train station and work with a cold. I've been served by, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they go yeah. to work still, but you never see anyone live on TV with a cold. True, true. I quite like it, though, because you sound rougher than than then you feel like, well, that's cold. I sound a lot rougher than I feel. So everyone's going, oh, you sound terrible. I'll leave you to it. I'll leave you to it. <laughs> it's like, like oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I've already watched <laughs> Love Actually, back-to-back episodes of Friends. What else did I hit up last night? Catastrophe, I started again. So yeah, it's kind of giving me the excuse to watch a lot of telly, chill out on the sofa. People are just leave me alone when they hear me speak. It's quite nice.
0: But you are, you've got to allow that recovery time. True. Do yourself a favour. True. Before it gets worse. Yeah. Can't have you completely out of action now.
1: And do you know what the irony of this situation is? I just wrote an immune support ebook for our members last week. Have you
0: you read it though? (laughs) Yeah. You might have wrote it. Have (laughs) you read it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just downloaded it from my brain and actually came up with 10 (laughs) recipes that I feel really support your immune system. Not as in like the typical you know honey, lemon and ginger is Mm. everyone's (laughs) go-to but some things that most people don't realize support your immune system, like vitamin A, is really important. So, protein, yeah, protein as well. So, like, there's like liver recipes in there, or you know, like broths are quite nice because your stomach isn't a bit off. So, obviously, like, various different soups that are quite helpful. But one that I'm most proud of is extra strong golden milk because you know, golden milk is quite common as a recipe, popular.
0: More well, ways, golden milk?
1: golden milk is when you put the turmeric with the. See,
0: my first thought was golden top. Proper yeah, full yeah. fat milk. I A lot like, of nutrition right, stuff goes yes, over please. your head.
1: I, I noticed that. I like, so what? I <laughs> reckon <laughs> everyone listening here,
0: you're going to start yacking your guts out. You know? like. <laughs> You just know, start laughing, and you're
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> but considering you live with a nutritionist, what's funny is I reckon most people listening will be like, yeah, golden milk is when you put like turmeric with black pepper and, and you know, I'm mix like, it oh, with like milk, golden and,
0: salt milk. Yeah,
1: <laughs> whereas like, yes, I'm please. like, yeah, golden milk, you're like, what with the cream, the really
0: thick cream on top. Give <laughs> yeah, You know, I balance things out. You know, I've made you a golden milk before. Yeah, oh yeah, you yeah, have actually. Yeah. Now you mention it. Yeah. It was very nice.
1: But I made mine better like as in stronger so that there's extra strong in my extra strong golden milk was i get turmeric root and then you have a bit of black pepper so a few black peppercorns in there that Mm. helps with basically the absorption and then a massive chunk of ginger as much as you can tolerate i can tolerate quite a bit now you can as well can't you yeah we like a lot of fire then you can have either a dairy milk or a non-dairy milk and then you either add egg yolks because the egg yolk is like a multivitamin yeah if you can't tolerate eggs use lecithin which is a type of fat which has lots of phospholipids in which is helpful if you've got a respiratory tract infection or it's mm-hmm. good for asthma where would you that buy that something like that most health food stores have lecithin it's known for helping with memory but the one thing i say is always look for non-gmo because it's usually soy based or you can right. get sunflower based
0: oh yeah it's oh, an oh, emulsifier yeah. it's interesting. Oh, what i talking about yeah and you see yeah. like soy lecithin yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like ice cream an and stuff
1: so it makes it thick Does that and creamy make sense? yeah, yeah. being in ice cream yeah but you can buy it and people use it as a supplement, usually for memory, because mm. phospholipids are what you wrap up. Your, your neurons are wrapped in them and you get your brain chemicals are wrapped in a little phospholipid sac. So if you're trying to increase your... You make a lot of them internally, but some people say when there's a disease state or you're a busy person, you could benefit from mm. taking phospholipids or lecithin. It's actually called membrane replacement therapy or something like that. But anyway, so I put that in and then I put a bit of sea salt in there. or else? Cinnamon, nutmeg. And a banana if I'm kind of needing some carbs in there as well. It's really nice. And then at, you can nice. add like a protein powder. So some mornings I've put like a pea protein or I put some colostrum in it one morning. As you can see it's clearly worked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's working a treat there, Keris. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I Do only started the extra strong golden milk when I fell sick, which is probably the mistake that most of us make. Probably yeah. have it a
0: couple of times a week. Just take more preventative I only came measures. up with it when I was
1: writing the immuni book. So is the, like, oh. the way
0: though. So is the way in it? The funny thing is, though, in terms of getting ill, and you probably get this, because we're kind of seen as like fitter food, personal trainers, nutritionists, super duper healthy. People are almost like, when you say you're ill, and it's like, oh, I thought people like you didn't get ill. It's yeah, no, like, well, yeah. no, we do. It's you almost, know, we're not superhuman. Yeah. I just think like. You feel
1: embarrassed, don't you?
0: Well, I don't. I know you don't. But... but I'm just a bit like, it's funny how there's always these misconceptions, isn't there, Of like, you know, oh, you're a nutritionist. You will never get sick. You never eat anything remotely naughty. Yeah. I've just thought, oh, come on. Give it I, a rest. I've got
1: three things to point out with this cold. So firstly, it's a good thing because it's a sign my immune system is actually working. If you, right. Yeah. So that's a good thing.
0: I can't tell if you're talking really quiet or it's my ears.
1: <laughs> do you want me to clear your ears out for you I'm
0: just worried that like when this podcast go out it's just gonna be well, me talking if i
1: talk louder would
0: be like, who's Matt talking to there's nobody there
1: if i talk louder i feel like i'm really nasal anyway
0: you are really nasal
1: okay so one is it's a good sign it's a sign your immune system is working oh, shut up yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shut up but but the point I made in the immunity book was it's the frequency and the duration of the infection that's what you need to keep an eye on. If you are always getting the latest cold, that's a sign more of compromised immunity. And if you can't get rid of it...
0: Between the latest cold. As in... It's no, no, Yeah.
1: Have you the
0: latest cold? <laughs> yeah, it's, oh my God. This is
1: pretty me I warn you.
0: That cold is so last year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, you were very surprised when you answered the phone yesterday morning. You went, what? Because I was like, oh, the hell? <laughs> So I don't get them off them, So I'm like, OK, this is a nice sign my immune system is working. But we've just had one of our weekender events where we had so probably 35 people in a room basically sweating, doing kettlebells and yoga. But also there was a lot of hugging, which sounds a bit weird. It sounds like we're running a commune. But yeah. <laughs> many of them now have been with us for so long. We just we're like friends, yeah. aren't we? So- yeah, there's
0: lots of people there that we've met. many times times before now so we're very much on hugging terms for sure
1: so i wasn't surprised when i came away and i was like okay i've probably caught something and there were babies there as well so a baby sorry i say but yeah so and finally i was grateful because the cold kind of exploded the tuesday after the weekend and i thought god imagine if this had popped up on the friday
0: wow yeah and i'm trying
1: to teach yoga breathe in through your nose (laughs) yeah (laughs) Because I did quite a lot of breathing with everyone, yeah. didn't I? Which, Gosh. interestingly, was one of the most popular aspects of the event, which I did not expect. In fact, I said to you, should I even do this or will it feel too basic for people to do breathing sessions?
0: But, as we always say, do the basics brilliantly well. Yeah. So is there anything wrong with taking people back to some really simple, like in this case, you know, some breath work, relaxation yeah. techniques, you wouldn't even call it meditation as such, but because I must admit, like this year we took a very different approach of our fit weekend, didn't we? It was the second one. it's pretty much a year since the first. And last year very much had, I suppose like a more like nutrition and lifestyle focus, didn't it? Yeah. As well as plenty of training and the usual suspects. But, you know, my talk was more on energy balance, you know, calories in, calories out, macronutrients. You did much more on micronutrients. Whereas this year it was... Well, I'd probably say talking about nutrition counted for less than 10% of the entire weekend. Yeah. Because we've been doing this a while now. Are we veterans? We're like veterans of the health and fitness (laughs) industry. And for us, it's we're very passionate about helping people understand things better, you know, in a way that gives them more confidence to make better decisions day to day to push them towards their goals. However, we also understand that Sometimes simply knowing something isn't enough. Yeah, it doesn't
1: help you to actually implement it. Or
0: no, and again, it kind of goes back to that, you know, what's simple on paper isn't necessarily simple to implement. So we can talk about, oh, yeah, you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, but okay how do I place myself in a calorie deficit in a way that isn't dull and boring and yeah. makes me feel like I have to put my entire life on hold?
1: And also, I think if you got everybody in one room who was trying to make change and had a goal that they wanted to achieve, be it to get healthier body composition, whatever it might be, to feel better, have more energy... If you were to say, where do you feel the barriers are or why do you feel this is not happening for you? Everybody knows and everyone can identify it. Well, it's because I eat too much chocolate or it's because I never make it to the gym or it's because I'm, you know, some people say very negative things, that's because I'm lazy, but it's not. It's because you don't really have the opportunity or the energy usually to go and do any exercise. But but
0: that's the problem, isn't it? Like a lot of people know what they need to do. Like You hear that saying a lot, oh, I know what I need to do, but... And then they list off all these reasons why they haven't done those things. But then when it comes to it and they haven't gone to the gym or they've had a pizza or whatever it may be, that's when the negative self-talk starts, like like you just said. Yeah, Yeah, like, oh, you know, I'm a failure. I quit. I've just not got it in me. I'm not disciplined enough. And it's like, well, no, that's really probably not the case at all. There's just other stuff going on that you haven't identified properly yet. And that's what we wanted this Weekender to be about, in that we wanted to kind of help people... I suppose like identify. Little self assessment. Yeah, exactly. It is <laughs> that yeah? Little self assessment. Like, why do I keep making these decisions? Yeah. Why do I keep eating too much, drinking too much? Why do I keep skipping exercise or over exercise or over exercise hundred yeah. yeah, percent. Yeah, I mean, why yeah. am I no good
1: without exercise? That's what we see a lot. Like, if I don't exercise, I'm it's not a nice good person good point, to be around. That's a good point. <laughs> and that means one thing I highlighted was you're relying on endorphins because there's other brain chemicals that aren't in balance. You don't have the serotonin and the GABA and the oxytocin. That make us feel calm and content and able to appreciate the moment. Like you genuinely, and this is why people can't do things like meditate, for example. They can't even. They're so kind of more in adrenaline mode or kind of dopamine driven that they can't think about coming out of that and having some peace and quiet and resetting themselves.
0: It's such a good point because, like, I mean, I'll put my hands up and say, like. When we first put the agenda together for this year's weekend, at first I was like, this is amazing, like I love it, this is completely what we're about and I want to get this message across. But then after that, there was these kind of elements of, oh, is this going to appeal to people? Does it sound exciting enough? Does it sound cool enough? You know, having this big focus on mindset, but well... The event sold out again and we were very clear with what the agenda was. So we were like...
1: But most of that came from me and you working with people and saying, gosh, like this is where the barrier is. It's not Mm. the knowledge necessarily, especially every product we've ever put out there. We've given people the, here's the knowledge, here's the Mm. understanding, here's (laughs) broken up with pictures because I feel that's really important. So do you. (laughs) Where's the the pictures? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then... Too many words. And then here's the practical application and here's some cheat sheets. But yet we would still see people come to us and say, Say, it's still not happening. It's still not happening, and mm-hmm. that's when we started to go. Okay, well, let's look at the bigger picture, which might be the environment. It might be the relationships in your life. It might be, the, you know, the work aspects of your life. It, uh, it might be also one of the talks I did was try to understand your own thoughts behaviors and mood health and that's the kind of combination of i give a little bit on the physiology here's a brain you know here's a neuron here's what it does it makes these brain yeah. chemicals here's how you feel but one thing that i highlighted was that a lot of behaviors come from emotions and a lot of emotions come from your entire history you know your history up until this date and it's really helpful to step back for a second and say oh do you know what i wake up every morning and my first emotion is fear or anxiety or control like i want to control everything i want to stop mm. thinking. well that's fear really drives controlling behaviors and very few people people when I ask the question what's your kind of dominant emotion in the morning no one went oh it's contentment you know that's what Hamish's is yeah. Hamish wakes up and he's like oh I'm gonna go for a walk in a minute but carry some Matt are here you know I'm on the sofa you hear him sighing don't you with contentment in the morning yeah he's like, oh except when he then decides if he really wants to go out then it changes a bit
0: yeah that he's a pain yeah that <laughs>
1: but you know I think Many of us are not stopping. We've almost fallen into this kind of default mode, which is a big majority of your thoughts across the day and emotions. And they're driving your behaviours that you can't stop. So we don't necessarily start with behaviour change and guilt and stop doing that. You know, I think there's a, a big message we said, which is like, you've got to let go some of the things that are causing these emotions. Yeah. You know, things that you did a while ago or something someone said to you or something you said to somebody else or somebody you hurt you know but it really starts with and this is what I wanted to encourage everyone to do I didn't have a ton of answers I just said start with an awareness mm. because that's something I've had to do over the summer I had to wake up each morning and go crikey I start with some really negative chatter you know fear about everything from you know our business or am I good enough or I'm good enough as a nutritionist good enough as a yoga teacher good enough as yeah you know Fear about your health, you know, then the dog's health, like anything, you know. (laughs) There's
0: always something. There's always
1: something, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of parents identified with me and you speaking about this, Mm. you know. We've only got a dog in a business to compare it to, but many of them said (laughs) I
0: beg your pardon.
1: Or each other as well.
0: Only a dog.
1: (laughs) Because the other element of fear for us is like having a family, if we run a business together, you know, if anything happens to you, I'm kind of like, gosh, I'd be so worried about you. I wouldn't want to even be thinking about a business, but equally that's our livelihood. So how would I cope with all of that? And you yeah. don't realise that these underlying anxieties are, are going on in your brain yeah, yeah. all the time. And I suppose if you're a family, you might be two parents.
0: Right. I've got 100 grand in the back garden <laughs> yeah. under the back slab.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll have no sugar.
0: <laughs> yeah, if anything happens to me, I've already left you clues around the house oh, really? To find it. Yeah. Do
1: you have a market store back <laughs> in the day? <laughs> and that's what we said to people, like start to think about changing the cool thing about that is once you've identified it you know the first thing i start to do is like i'm going to change that i can't wake up scared you need to start believing that actually you know what will be will be you don't really have that much power over it i had a really powerful statement by it's a kettlebeller steve maxwell who we've followed for years at the moment i identify with a lot of people that've been training for like you know they're in their kind of 60s and 70s yeah so they're thinking about longevity and managing stress and things like that i was watching an interview with him where he said i don't think that you know he said i start my day with intentions because if i try and control things and try to prevent he said this can cause this kind of cascade of different behaviors that are not healthy yeah. like very stressful he travels around the world coaching so he's like I imagine logistics of travel if you're trying to control everything so he said i get very much like i'm gonna intend to be a good human being today and accept whatever life throws at me and he said i don't think you leave this earth one day sooner than you should do and one day later than you should do yeah, and I was yeah. like gosh even that like people have lost sight of that fact Like, well,
0: it's like David Goggin says doesn't he he says the reason like I'm so kind of disciplined in the mornings like when I get up and I do my working out at home or my stretching or whatever it may be is because like all the while I'm at home and I'm in my environment I'm in control yeah. So it's like, I'm going to get this done right now whilst I'm in control. Yeah, yeah, before life... Yeah, before I go outside yeah, and life yeah. kind of takes control and takes me in whatever direction and throws whatever it wants to at me type thing. I thought, I quite like that. I mean, not that I fancy kind of getting up and trading at home <coughs> myself, yeah. but I liked that approach to it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, because we always say like you can't control everything. No. You know, in fact, what you can control is actually... Very little. Yeah, yeah. But we always say, you know, you can control how you respond... To situations. ...to situations that aren't in your control. But, you know, like, if you do take as much control as you can of the things that are in your control, then I think it's going to serve you pretty well.
1: But also I think that's a great point to make because... I think we're triggered very easily nowadays because we have a phone and because we have connections to everybody. So if you think about usually a trigger might be, it could be work related, it could be relationship related, <laughs> interaction related, friends, whatever. Now that we have this connection to everyone, our triggers are massive, like as in our triggers are very... Consistent throughout the day, so taking that hour in the morning mm. to hibernate away from technology and connections, yeah. I think is really powerful because it's almost like do something for you, build yourself up ready. Could be breath work, it could be exercise, could be yoga, could be a good breakfast, and then go and face the world with a little bit of resilience behind yeah. you. Whereas if you just wake up and you're like half down an espresso and flicking through social media or, or opening your emails, there's a good chance you'll be triggered, and have you even managed to get the headspace right? For the yeah. day and remind yourselves of those key facts we just said you don't control half this stuff it's going to happen anyway you know yeah. it is like you have to it's not a mantra but it's just something that we need to reprogram ourselves to believe hmm. and I think my mistake in the past has been—I know about gratitude, you know affirmations and things like that—and I used to wake up and go, "Oh, I'm so grateful for my, I'm so grateful for my," which in the house. Me. But I was going to say, I didn't mean it because no. I was oh. kind of like, no, no, but I kind of was. But then the next mean. thing I do I is mean. jump on my phone and and then lose yeah. my shit about everything. It's like, so you oh, didn't really. You Sorry, yeah. Uh, a new me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't the new Me, I just don't give a... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was actually trying to think of something else to say, and then I was like, I don't think I could say it with my nose blocked. I was say stuff in their mind anyway but I think I was saying it but I wasn't truly believing it and that's the
0: problem yeah exactly and this is why a lot of these things going back to again what I said earlier about you know what is simple on paper isn't in reality it's like I'm grateful for a lot of things but doesn't always help. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't mean like, that
1: you can't let the other things trigger you. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: oh, I don't have the right to be miserable at the moment because I've got so much to be grateful for. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm aware of that, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. at this moment in time, that doesn't help. Do you see what I mean? And- but I think the things that do help is perspective.
1: And that's what we're all losing, because there's too many triggers that are coming in. Mm. We're losing perspective. And that was what we wanted people to start to assess. And I put up a slide that says, this is an amazing documentary that I saw a while ago, which was called A Year to Live. And I said, sometimes for me, this has really helped. If you had a year to live, would you be losing your stuff about this right now? Mm. And the answer is most likely no. no. You know, and it's almost like, well, that has helped me get perspective. And it's a very drastic way of doing it. But that's because I think I hadn't realized how far into fear and control mode I actually was. So falling in over the summer has been amazing for me because I've actually had to go, you've got to let that go. You've got to let that go. You've got like, you can feel inflammation in your body and you can feel yourself being triggered mentally. And then you can feel it. I can Mm. now feel it physically as well. So I've been like, okay, And some of the people that I've really identified through my own process are people with autoimmune conditions where we know there's kind of this like neuroendocrine immune element to it where they Mm. flare. All of us flare with stress, to be fair, but they will definitely see psoriasis gets worse with stress or, you know. So I think I've definitely felt a very similar experience and started to go and I've calm down. And actually, I think I mentioned this on previous podcasts, it's been breathing that has rescued me from the situations because if you can't calm down the brain mm. focus back on your breathing and start to do you know count your breaths in count your breaths out and that was a really popular element of the weekend though was just doing some breathing together wasn't it?
0: Yeah it really was and like I must admit like again come back to what I mentioned earlier like after putting it together and initially being like this is amazing this is going to be so good when it came to it you kind of start thinking oh god like are people going to enjoy this? are they just going to think it's a bit too different if you like but we were like no no remember why we put this agenda together It's because we want people to slow down a little bit we want people to gain a bit more perspective and think longer term rather than just going hell for leather all weekend and like you said like the feedback on the slow yoga if you like you call it that? <laughs> Look
1: at you! Not only do you not know golden milk? You're like, what is it that you do? And you, what, like- what do you do? What's <laughs> 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 that bendy stuff that you do? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that stretching. Because <laughs> that's the normal thing in it. Yoga's not stretching. <laughs> like you said, like the getting yeah, people just to lie still for a moment well, and that, that's, that's shavasana
1: then. which is known as corpse pose. And I actually didn't intend necessarily. To do that. What I wanted everyone to do together was we did some yoga, and what I gradually did was bring the tempo <laughs> down. We've <laughs> the got biggest snot on me. drip
0: hanging from your nose.
1: <laughs> There's you. You always meet me in the morning with a drip having off your nose. Like, <laughs> someone <laughs> that handsome, it's good, it grounds you. It's so funny. <laughs> anyway,
0: you had to come straight back with an insult though. Yeah, <laughs> it's <just> you.
1: He <laughs> did this morning there, the shoelace hanging out your nose. <laughs> I was like, Have you, have you seen yourself?
0: State of it. <laughs> Carry on. Shavasana and that. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so when I trained to do yoga, we had Freestyle Yoga Mark Freeth on the podcast and he'd very much gone down the route of I like yoga to be strong and more about functional movement and body weight training. And now I'm working in a different studio at the moment where I'm teaching with more traditional yoga teachers and slower yeah. pace and the hot yoga. And I've really enjoyed Kind of had to slow down, that's where my kind of physical health has been. But one thing that I've really loved doing is going back to that kind of breath work and then also yeah. syncing the breath with the movement. Which I remember when we first trained on kettlebells, that was a big part of what we were trained Getting to do. Right, always yeah. sync the breath, don't forget about the breath. And then the Vasana at the end, I've always thought these classes I teach now are an hour and it never feels like long enough. And I said to the owner of the studio, Sometimes I let it run over because I can see people fidgeting and I feel like they need longer. And she was like, Go for it if you want to run over, you know, it's fine. And when I did the same thing this weekend, I said to everybody, like, we'll wind down, and we're going to do some breathing together, and then I want you to lie down. And I thought, I'll just keep it at five minutes, then we break for lunch. But you could almost see people melt into the floor. Yeah. And I could see a lot of people had not done that for a long time. And what was also interesting was I was watching the fidgeters. one being my dad, who just would not... <laughs> he was like my vagus nerve is done now and I just sat <laughs> up in the middle of the fast and I was like no dad lie down and the fidgeting was gradually slowing down so I was like I'm going to keep this going for a little bit longer I think we ended up doing like 10 minutes you were asleep most of the team were asleep by the end of it I think mm. but it was Something that people said I hadn't realized how amazing that could feel just
0: to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For a moment.
1: And I said, you know, you can use music and you can use your breathing because if you've got that busy chatter in mind, it is just a way of basically coming back and focusing on the room, but it I'm, also I'm helps to do like it as a, a group.
0: Kerry Marsden mindfulness. No, no, no. Audio series. Oh, shut up.
1: Do you know what's so funny though? It was my another kind of imposter syndrome for me was talking people through that because I'd only just come to do it myself and when you meet some proper yogis they can be amazing the language and they kind of talk about spiritualism and i'm like gosh you were born to do this yeah. whereas i don't kind of have a lot of that that's not my vocabulary so i'll tend to do it more like you know just calm down just bring your focus back to the room just focus on the breath i find it helpful when someone says inhale four three two one exhale because my mind's already going what are you having for lunch you're gonna have that you're gonna have golden milk you're gonna put an egg in your golden milk or you know it might be in this time you know literally that boring my thoughts so <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs>
0: I'm looking at you just
1: like <laughs> you literally are <were> like <laughs> gobs <gobsmacked>. like <laughs> So for me, I like to be told the coach through the breathing. Mm. And actually the sleep coach that I met when I was away, she said she does nidra yoga, but she's found the same thing that she likes to do the breathing side with somebody and they breathe together Mm. and she'll often do partner breathing. And it could be something that families end up doing together, you know, like before a meal, let's, you know, you say prayer, you close your eyes and you do some breathing together. Like, I'd love that to be the case. You're looking at me thinking that'd be weird, but imagine how... Amazing that would be for everyone's digestive system, for kids with anxiety, yeah. you know, for everyone to just take a moment to, and I'm not saying you need to hold hands or anything weird like that, but, you know, I just think now that our lives are getting faster and technology is pushing us. Yeah, we need... I think
0: everyone could benefit from just slowing down a bit yeah, and being more aware of their breathing. I can't breathe very well through my nose. Because the nasal kind of passages are like really, really small. If I breathe from my nose, it kind of always sounds like I've got a cold. I almost feel like I can't get enough air in.
1: I did say that you should try a salt pipe. Yeah. A salt inhaler.
0: But what was I saying to you the other day in terms of like dental health? Just saying that like it's a lot better for you if you Nose breathe at night. Yeah, if you sleep with your mouth closed, yeah. i like, oh gosh, I can't I don't know, I could physically do that. But what I've been trying to do is when I'm in bed and I'm laying there. I'm like right okay close my mouth and breathe through my nose and at first I get a little bit panicky yeah because I feel like I'm not getting enough air in but then I'm like no come on like you can do this just slow down for a minute and I almost have to like instead of like almost trying to force the breath like like that it's yeah. almost like slow it down but really slow but long do you know what I mean yeah, yeah and yeah. then what I was finding was is that it was actually really relaxing me and don't get me wrong, I'm sure that when I do nod off, my mouth probably just automatically comes oh, open. open yeah. I mean, judging by the morning breath I have, <laughs> I'm pretty sure of that. But I was like, actually, from a pure relaxation point of view, this is really beneficial to me. Yeah. So like I said, I just lay there and I can always just feel myself just completely switching off and relaxing because I'm so focused on the breathing. Yeah, yeah, it's something so simple you know what I mean
1: Yeah. You know, so like know. for me
0: it's definitely helped from a sleep perspective whether or not it's gonna
1: well I think one thing I kind of explained at the weekend was how much fascia so we did a whole podcast on soft tissue and things like that but fascia will often contract when you this is your soft tissue your connective tissue all over your body where you're connected from head to toe and it will contract when you Perceive or think about something that creates anxiety. If you're scared or anything, if you think about it, the muscles will contract. We know that. So many people have got tight neck, yeah. shoulders. But one thing that I've noticed is I contract my stomach, and that's probably having had years of like. You know, one of them weekenders said I do that. Is that from years of dieting, like hold my stomach in all the time? And like, probably because we're trying to be something different. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And that will create fear and anxiety. And obviously, you're trying to hold your stomach in to make it look flatter. It's not a nice thing to do either. But I definitely contract my stomach and one of the symptoms that I've been kind of struggling with is being investigated to see if it's like hernia is like I'm getting reflux which I've never had in my life before but I can stop it or start to stop it by the breathing because the breathing and the mindset is going to actually activate or change the way that the valves of the digestive system work so if you can start to relax things then you Mm. can start to restore function of the digestive system for sure but lasting at night that's really important and that's where most people will struggle with reflux and bloating and things like that so i like you have found gosh if i get into that habit of doing the deep breathing and stuff like that it makes such a big difference to digest to yeah, yeah. but then across the day have a little bit of awareness of where do you hold tension where do you contract when you're kind of reading an email like is it your neck is it shoulders and that's why you get these chronic headaches for example is it your stomach and that's why you've got ibs because you then enter a meal and you never actually went into rest and digest yeah I think that is a really helpful kind of observation to do, and over time across the day, just starting to go right. I'm going to breathe whilst I cook, rather than whilst I cook, think about a trillion things, yeah, like yeah. I tend to do. I'm like, you know, have I chopped that? Is that done? What we're we going to do with that? Have a chop- Maybe lunch to tomorrow. You know, so like I'll chatter away, and then I'm starting to tense, especially my stomach yeah, as yeah. I'm doing
0: it. I used to say to you, didn't I? Like sometimes I'll be watching you on your laptop. And I'll just see you, like, almost crunching your shoulders up. And you and know, like shoulders are touching my ears. Yeah, and I'm like, relax. Like, you could just see where you were holding the tension.
1: I know, but then I'll be, like, whizzing down my inbox, going, I'm nearly there, I'm nearly there, I'm nearly there. And as, yeah, as yeah. I'm going down the inbox, the shoulders are going up towards the ears. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm stuck.
0: So, so I know how far <laughs> into your emails you are. Yeah. How high are your shoulders? If,
1: if it's a cold room, it's awful. I'm even worse, aren't I? Yeah. I really hunch if it's cold. Yeah,
0: so. But no, I was really... I don't know. Well, to be fair, we've been blown away, haven't we? In terms of like the feedback from the weekend. I think...
1: Sorry for the coughing, everybody.
0: Like I mentioned earlier, like it was very different, very different approach compared to last year. But it's something that we're very, very passionate about. And we made it clear from the off. We were like, we're talking about mindset here. We're talking about emotional health, but not for a second are we trying to pretend to be these mindfulness gurus in any shape or form. However, you know, whilst we don't have a qualification as such that says we're any good at that kind of thing we are very experienced like we have worked with a lot of people over the years and i love that you just said that like
1: you get a certificate that says pretty good at this kind of thing imagine Mm -hmm. on my cv
0: no but i mean like you know we're not we're (laughs) not like a psychologist or psychotherapist or anything like that i'm Um,
1: bad at this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Just doing this now. <laughs> Mindfulness, isn't it? But like, yeah, we are very experienced in terms of the amount of people that we've worked with and the amount of barriers that we've helped people overcome. Yeah, And they are often related to mindset shifts, emotional health. And that's why we wanted to do this because, well, like, this is where it all starts. Okay, we know we should be eating lots of vegetables and maybe not drinking too much, but... Hit your protein. All. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but, but how do we make sure that happens? Yeah, yeah, Because when life throws curveballs your way, it makes all of those things more difficult. Yeah, It makes your decision-making that little bit harder. And that's why we wanted to have this approach this year.
1: But also, I think it was nice to step back and watch the effect that people can have on people. Because we talked about, I said like the direct translation of emotion is the movement of energy. So if you're going to be around negative people, being negative is addictive. Mm. So if your office has that kind of negative
0: but then they say like negativity loves company.
1: Yeah, basically. Or you said like you've all got that friend that loves a bullshit party or something. I don't know what did you say? Or something and like I that. think you kind of ruined the moment. Oh now. sorry, like, okay. You know. <laughs> but it wasn't that. Okay, sorry. You well, can talk about what you mentioned.
0: Maybe another time. Carry on.
1: But <laughs> negative attracts negative, and when you start to see people in a room together, you know, kind of having these moments of like, I get it now, I'm feeling really positive, I'm feeling upbeat about you know, the future and what I can change, you saw it have that kind of knock-on effect to the next person. But you also saw so much support in the room. And I think everyone here listening could do with that kind of, not just a self-assessment, but an assessment of people around you and what's the default dialogue that you're having all the time. Because... If you're being belittled, if you're being criticised, if no one's believing in you, that becomes your identity. That becomes your belief about yourself. And this is something we see very often. And I will often think, actually, what this person needs right now is a new job, a divorce, to actually start to put some barriers up with the family. They're not doing that. And I will often kind of say it very diplomatically. Mm -hmm. Keep doing what you're doing you'll get what you've got. You don't seem to be able to identify what's going on here. So I'm trying to help you do that. But seeing how the people... Influenced one another I think was a big kind of you know it was just nice for us to see to step back and go that's the power of community and that's why we are you know keen to build our community
0: absolutely you know, as
1: much as we possibly can and even now seeing them in the groups together talking about okay after the weekend uh, this is what I'm going to do going forward yeah. I'm going to have 30 minutes to myself in the morning I'm going to stop letting the negativity of the office become you know my thoughts about my mm-hmm. work you know, you're already seeing change and people support one another through that yeah. process of change but very interestingly some members commented that their partners who don't get involved with of food said it's a cult didn't they yeah which made us laugh it became
0: like a bit of a running joke over the weekend then didn't it, it yeah
1: like... one of them said you know who gets up because we start the day at seven and someone said who starts the day at seven like Coffee and
0: you start the day at seven.
1: What do you mean? Oh, yeah, you would start earlier. What do you mean? You would start at
0: four. Oh, sorry, you mean the weekend to start yeah, at yeah, seven? Yeah. Oh, right. I'm Yeah. So you. one sorry. of them said,
1: whose idea was it to start the agenda at seven o'clock in the morning? And I said, well, kind of came from where Matt and I first met, and it was. We all started training together but we just loved having a coffee together in the morning and sometimes that would go on for about an hour and then we would train together and everyone would just get off their chest like oh I had a bad night or this happened at work and it was lovely we'd almost like have that chat and then go into the workout ready and that's kind of
0: it's social, isn't it? Like, and to be fair, we wanted to jam pack the schedule because we wanted to like give as much value as possible. But for us, it's just all about getting people socializing, interacting, communicating with each other. You know, you know, there were some people there that had met before. There were some people there that had never met before at all. I remember last year when we did it, there were quite a few people that were like, "Oh, you know, do we have to come to the coffee? Like, can't we just meet you at this time?" And yeah. It was like, "Well, yeah, this is when it starts." It's a big part of
1: everything, that you we know. Do. And plus,
0: like, if you're not here by this time, like, we're gone. Yeah. Like, you know, we're not waiting around for anybody. Like, this is the agenda, like, be there. And to be fair, everyone did come. And I suppose, like, you've got to be a bit understanding because to some people, I'm like, God, oh, that's just really early. Whilst it doesn't seem early to us, really? to some people it probably really is. But, yeah, it just became like we're a bit like, yeah... Fit 365, fit of food. It's a cult.
1: It's a cult. I suppose, and, and you could say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is in the sense of it's a group of people who've decided on similar values that want to make some positive changes, but the habits and behaviours...
0: <laughs> it's not a cult, it's cultish. Yeah, cult-ish.
1: <laughs> it makes you slightly different to other people if their day is generally about, like we just said, being really negative or moaning or, you know, kind of not making positive changes, mm. being really stressed, being addicted to that state, not doing anything to alleviate Anxiety, exactly. those types of things, then you do appear different. And especially now, yeah. when I look around, there are some people that are a bit like, How do you do what you do? And I, you know, I was like, It's come from years and years now. Yeah. And in fact, I said the reason we talked about doing our event early was when we went to Primal Con in America. If you ever remember this, we were jet lagged. And with so we were uh, with
0: Marxism. With Marxism,
1: we were at this event, we were teaching just bodyweight exercise, but we'd wake up really early and We said to some people one day, like, we keep waking up really early, so we're going to go and do some rock scrambling at, like, 7 tomorrow. And I think about 10 of us met in the lobby of the hotel and went off. But those people that we hiked with that day, I remember those conversations forever because it was, like, amazing to be out scrambling on rocks at 7 o'clock in the morning before anyone else got up. And we had such a laugh, and we got to the top, and then we all jogged down together, did a bit of yoga, and then everyone else came in, and it was like... And they were like, you're crazy. But, you know, it was just a moment for, our, like, just, yeah. you know, for ourselves. And I think one person did say to me, God, it's amazing what you can achieve by 10 o'clock
0: if, you, if you're ready. If, if you go up you, early. If you get up yeah. early, yeah. So. But it's true. And I think there is that element as well of trying to show people that they are probably more capable than they realise. Than they realise, and certainly more capable than they actually think that they are. Yeah. And that's why, like, there was a few occasions over the weekend where we were doing some, like, mobility stuff and this, that, and the other. And, you know, we make it very clear, like, this isn't a can do, can't do thing. This is a do it based on wherever you're currently at, yeah. as far as your ability will allow. And I had that conversation with a few people. They are like, oh, I can't do it. It's like, well, you're doing it. Yeah. What are you talking about? You can't do it. You you can do it because you are doing it. But this is just where you're at right now. This is the whole point of this. And it's why we always say it's not a case of like either as simple as either doing it or not doing it. It's just doing what you can at the moment to the best of your ability and then seeing where you can make changes to progress it. A good example that, of that applies is to everything.
1: Your press up session that you did on how to do a proper push up because yeah. your bugbear is people do not do proper push ups. No. And I was stood next to someone as you started your session, and they went, "Oh, I can never do push ups." And I said, "You should never enter a session with that negative confirmation. Yeah. Like I cannot do." Also, that. that's the whole
0: point of this workshop. <laughs> yeah, <it
1: was. laughs> but I said, "That's, that's going to show you a type of press up that you can do, and then you're going to slowly build up to whatever you want to build up to." But equally if this is all you ever do is this version that's cool mm. too you know like don't put that pressure on yourself and don't start every session with you know I can't do this or I won't be able to do this because your brain almost goes you know good at this mm. and that affects your entire kind of your energy in terms of, end of the session but another thing that most people were really interested to hear was I talked about the fact that with us kind of running a business getting busy there are many days that we give up on even trying to get to a gym because we're like no no I've got this to do that to do and how we'll just start to incorporate movement into our day. So 10 press-ups before breakfast, 10 before mm. lunch, 10 before dinner, pull-up bar, you know, is I've yeah. the kitchen door, just going to hang for a minute. And of a lot of them who were parents were saying, never thought that would be enough. Yeah. I never thought that I could, that surely wouldn't count. And it's kind of like, but then one of them actually pointed out and said, but then I end up doing nothing. So of course it would count, you know, but it does anyway. Yeah.
0: And in fact, but that comes down to what people perceive as exercise or exercise yeah, yeah. or an effective amount of exercise. Yeah, yeah. But that's, again, it goes back, back to yeah. what is that? It's yeah. a mindset thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's a thought process. And we've been there. We've said this time and time again, you know, I'm like, I've been that exact person of like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do an hour. I won't bother. Yeah, yeah. Because anything less back in the day to me was like, well, I can't do every single little thing that I've planned to do. So therefore I won't do anything, I do anything yeah, at all. Because yeah. that makes perfect sense, yeah. right? Whereas now, you know, I'm in a very good place in my training now. And when I talk about this, I don't ever want to come across as like, Oh, yeah, you know, yay me. Well, actually, yeah, I do to a degree, but I want to make sure I highlight first that I've been that other person as well. Yeah. Like for me now, like when I had the hooping cough, I was more than happy to go, do you know what? I just want my body to heal now. I'm not going to guilt trip myself or feel bad because I'm not training because I'm not training so I can aid my recovery. And if anything, I joked with you, didn't I? I was like, I actually kind of got into this not training lifestyle a little bit too easy. <laughs> but I thought to me, I thought that's some really big progress for me because before it would have driven me mad. Yeah. You know, the situation being taken out of my hands of like, oh, I really want to change, but I can't because I'm ill or I'm injured or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now I'm just like, yeah, cool. You know, I've I've got loads of other stuff I can do. It's fine.
1: Someone asked me recently about their partner saying he's driving me mad. He's just gone on like a, I don't care, I'm going to eat what I like in front of you. Um, She's a nutritionist, so she's finding this really stressful. I said, just back off and let him experience the outcomes of that. Mm. Otherwise, why would he change? If he doesn't experience any negative outcome, you know, I wouldn't change anything yeah. if I was enjoying it and didn't have any negative well, outcome. Well,
0: in an ideal world, like, you don't want them to have a negative outcome. So he's like, well, just crack on. Yeah. You know, I and mean, if it works, you You, you nagging
1: is causing <laughs> probably more stress yeah. than the food. And it probably is, yeah. like... But I said, look, that change has to come from an adult. It has to come yeah. from that person.
0: You're a grown-ass man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> And interested in this is what we said. Or a woman. <laughs> <laughs> we said a lot of the people that we met the weekend who were parents were saying very stressed about trying to get the whole family like this. Yeah. And I said, the best thing you can do. And Claire, who's appeared on the podcast with us as our mentor, I said, Claire just walks the walk all the time. Hmm. And gradually her family, one by one, are like I want a bit what Claire's got. I want to be strong like Claire. I want to be fit like Claire. I want to have that calmness, that ability to adapt to situations yeah. that, because she's just doing it, you know. And I think as a parent, you know, children are just observing you and then gradually mimicking you depending on their age. Yeah. So if you are constantly nagging, fretting and anxious, and I don't want anyone to feel guilty about that. I just think that let's just have an awareness that that yeah. is the energy that you're teaching others to kind of replicate all the time. Yeah. If you're scared, you're telling others that it's a scary world out there and it's time to be scared yeah if you're a bit more like no i think like yeah this isn't ideal but you know let's think about what we can do here and you know and I said openly, the weekend, if my mum told me she was going off for a weekend to a spa to treat herself, I would be absolutely over the moon. Yeah. But so many people feel guilty about taking time out yeah. to learn and care about themselves and develop and things like that. But it's crazy because that's what you want to encourage the next generation to do. Switch off your phone, delete your social media accounts if they cause you but, but that's you the ironic
0: thing, isn't it? Like the people that are having those thoughts would probably urge others to do exactly that. Yeah, yeah. But won't do it themselves. But...
1: I heard a great saying this morning, actually. I was listening to my favourite, Gabo Mate and he said, the people that struggle to heal their own pain are amazing healers for others. Isn't that true?
0: Yeah. God, yeah, it is really true. Because is, they isn't know,
1: it? they experience it and they know what they need to do, but they haven't got the ability to put themselves first and prioritise themselves. So they're exceptional at healing others and it can be partners, children, friends, but they struggle themselves. I thought that was really...
0: It's like if we ever go around to your mum and dad's for like a family dinner and your mum, you know, true to form has caused absolute carnage in the kitchen trying to cook (laughs) 10 different meals to make sure that (laughs) we've got a nice variety of dishes. Every different cuisine from around the world. And and she (laughs) never wants any help, does she? No, no, just put your feet up, let me get you a drink. And we're like, no, 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 like we're going to help you because, you know, we every little helps and all of that Yeah. but your mum's almost adamant like she doesn't want it she doesn't need it you sit down you put your feet up on this and the other but then even if your mum and dad come two hours for dinner we're hosting but then your mum's in the kitchen she
1: drives you to your mum because she stands behind you doesn't well, she to
0: be fair can I help you Matt why are you
1: thickening it with that mum? yeah you oh, can you. help me can yeah. I right? <laughs> <laughs> He's you are using cornflour I would use cornflour if I was she just you, pops up didn't she yeah let your mum get out of the
0: kitchen <laughs> so, only me <laughs> <laughs> you
1: don't want to do you, you that you don't want to do that <laughs>
0: Well, Celine, I love you to bits. But... And then
1: I could feel the tension. So I'm like, I need to get out of the kitchen.
0: We well, doesn't have that. We have a tiny kitchen. No. So yeah. like any more than you and I is like is crowded. But again, it's almost like no no. We're hosting you now. You, you can go sit down. And just chill out. You know, like for a change, because yeah. it's normally always you. But yeah, I was trying to reinforce your point there, but I feel like I didn't make a lot of sense. No, no, no. You did. You did. Another interesting thing from the event. And I spoke a bit on this as part of my talk was the power of comparison. Yeah. Because I think it can be positive and negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for us, last year when we did our first weekend up, we were buzzing with excitement. It was the first thing that we'd ever done like that. You know, we've done plenty of one-day events, haven't we? But we've never done something across three days and spent so much time with people and actually put such a big agenda together. But we were like, this is amazing. This is going to be awesome. Super excited. And I wasn't even nervous because it sold out like that. I was like, oh my God, this is just going so well already. It hasn't even started yet. And we got there. We had the most amazing bunch of people. And it just went phenomenally well, which great, right? Happy yeah, yeah. days. Whereas this year, I said to you, didn't I? Like, I was like, gosh, like I'm, I'm a different person this year. I feel nervous. I feel worried. I feel stressed. Yeah, yeah. And it's because all of a sudden... I had something to compare it to.
1: And then you triggered that in me. Because I, I was I like, I was happier knowing last year, the first time we do anything, there's so many unknowns. And I'm not being the control freak. I'm not very good with unknowns. Yeah. Whereas this year I was like, actually, there's so many like with same location and it's around the corner. And I was like, there's a lot of me being able to control. So I felt yeah. better. And then you said that and I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> you've just bit like, me now. <laughs>
0: I was like a huge number of people that were here last year are here again, which is amazing. The fact that people wanted to come back says a lot about the previous event. Because I suppose we were taking a bit of a different approach to the agenda and the material that we were going to be covering. And so all of a sudden, I started thinking, like, what if the people that came last year don't think this year is as good? What if people find the mindset stuff, like, a little bit too different and they want to just do more training? Do you know what I mean? All of a sudden, like, and, and I was like, Hank, Matt, what are you doing? Like, you know, last year went amazing. This year, people are aware of the agenda. That's why they're here. You know, it's not like they were just like, oh, yeah, I'll just sign up to that without even knowing. But again, it just showed, it proved to me that all of a sudden, because there was something to compare to, It just changed my headspace. I managed to have a word of myself and compose myself. And, you know, touch wood, the event did go amazingly well. But I just thought, again, it's just highlighting that whole comparison thing, which I think so many people are guilty of doing these days. You mentioned earlier, like social media. And it's almost like we've constantly got access to things to compare ourselves to that make us just feel like what we're doing isn't good enough. You know, we're not training enough. We're not eating the right foods. Do you know what I mean? Like it all. But also,
1: again, I think it's we're not working hard enough. Yeah, so it's a problem if you're on a business. It's a problem if you're a parent. Like you compare to people in a similar position, Mm. and you feel like everyone's doing better than you. And one thing that. I highlighted was because we end up kind of you and I are in the industry for a start so I'll speak to nutritionists I'll speak to personal Hmm. trainers or I'll speak to clients and I might know them from a social media perspective but then when I actually get to know their story behind the scenes it's very different but understand why they don't want to necessarily put all of that out on social media because they want to you know portray success and many do a balance of the two and say like okay this isn't great at the moment but you know we're doing really well and I think even from our perspective I think a lot of people think oh, you know, you've got this many followers and you've just run an event and there were lots of people there. But, you know, we probably would say we've had one of the hardest years, I would say, to date in terms of running yeah. the business together. And because of the challenges now of going online and being in that kind of just the technology involved, can we compete with bigger brands celebrities it's not even compete can you even appear you know because you're kind of squashed a little bit out of the picture and as much as you can be so passionate about it it's very relentless and i'm sure again i've got friends who feel the same about having five kids you know it's very much you can draw parallels with that but recently and again this came from just a statement one day sat outside a yoga studio with someone who runs a business and they were like have you been all right i heard you've been ill on social media because i posted about it and i said do you know what i just think i'm rubbish at being an entrepreneur i just don't know that i can do it like i just take so much out of you like trying to as the world changes so quickly and algorithms and this that and the other and this person runs a business we end up having one of the most honest conversations we've known each other but just said hello and we literally just poured our heart out to each other and since then i've started to have very similar conversations with other people again nutritionists yoga teachers that i've met on the common randomly walking the dog and i said to you i'm actually going to start to do like a coffee morning locally And say, do you know what? If you just want to come and hang out here and talk about all this stuff, like let's do it. Because I've now known quite a few people locally. But if you're listening and know a similar thing, I've actually started to say to my clients, start to develop some meetup groups, um, some walks or like ring your friends. Or if you're at a gym or yoga studio, suggest a coffee morning because some of the conversations I've had have been medicinal to me. Just to know that other people are having that same battle. But knowing their perception of me has been really interesting because they're like, I just thought everything was amazing for you. And I'm like, not at all, you know. And I do genuinely post about, I find this hard, I find that hard. But I also don't want to be like... Negative, negative, you know. So there's say, yeah, elements yeah. to which I try and balance what we're talking about on social media between education, you know, and this is helpful. These are some resources and this isn't great for me and this is what I learned. But I don't also want it to be a highlight reel either, you know, no. so. you got to
0: keep it real, haven't you?
1: Keep it a mixed reel. Yeah. But yeah. I encourage everyone out there to start talking to people around you and suggesting meetups and walks and chats and, and you will find you're so not alone in some of these emotions. Oh
0: well, no, you will find that you're not alone at all. like, And I can guarantee you that most people are in the same boat in some shape or form. And I think that's the first step to trying to change your perception of where you're currently at is just knowing that you're not alone. There are other people having the same or similar struggles to you. And I think the sooner you can start to understand that, to understand that you're not a failure, where you're at isn't just because you're not working hard enough because you're not disciplined enough because you're not pretty enough or slim enough or whatever it may be like you know get that out of your head and understand that these people that you're potentially placing on a pedestal or just everything just seems to work out for yeah I'm sure have got their own demons in some shape or form, and you know don't just necessarily start assuming that everyone's life's crap because I'm yeah. sure that's not the case. But just don't think you're alone.
1: No, no. But also that suggestion of a cuppa—you'd be surprised at what it starts. And yeah. even you said like, we moved here, Tunbridge Wells, and we were so busy online we didn't really integrate ourselves that much, did we? And I no. go to a gym and yoga studio, but we're always rushing um, I'd and peep stuff. out the window every now and again.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so about as far as we got. <laughs> we take the peep. Have a little peep.
1: <laughs> There's a whole world out there.
0: I thought of that guy who just stood at the window of a cuppa, and just nodded at people <laughs> yeah, as they walked past. Yeah. Afternoon. You <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think we've been surprised at how we've now started to say, you know, do you want to grab a cuppa and really, again, just integrate ourselves a bit more into the community and feel how different it is. And like I said, it just don't be scared to ask somebody and you'd be surprised about the friendships that develop. But also don't feel guilty because a friend of mine who lives kind of just up the road and we said she's actually moving away, like leaving the country at the end of the year. And we said, let's try and meet every week. And I found myself going... Can I Do this, you know, like I should really do that and do this. And yeah. I haven't got that. And I'm like, no, this is your like, some days it's some week, sorry, it's a highlight of my week, like yeah. just that hour talking to her. Yeah. You know, it sounds silly, but even without you there, I think it's sometimes important to connect with people outside C- your courses. your home environment. Like to get rid and, of you. Yeah, <laughs> come on, <laughs> yeah. catch up, double it, double take time. To your time, yeah.
0: So, but, yeah. no, but, but and then you true. come back and I'm a
1: different you would say you're like you're a different person when you come back.
0: Well it's like you did a post on social media a while back, then you're saying like it's you know like being happy in your own company.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's also like, um, yeah, 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 of course it is. And not feeling guilty about that and just no, 100%. putting your feet up watching some cheesy films.
0: But you know, we do all, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think we all have the ability to inspire and motivate one another in what we do in our actions. And I think the more genuine we are, the more open and honest that we are, the more we can help one another. Because I think it's when you start bullshitting, when you keep trying to make out like everything's just hunky dory all the time, like it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help you and it doesn't help those around you. And like Keris just said, strike up some really honest conversations with people you'll be amazed at what the outcome can be sometimes because we had a section of The Weekender on Sunday, which was pretty much like the last part of it, wasn't it? Yeah. Which was like just a real open discussion of what people's biggest barriers are. Fears. Yeah, and a lot of it came back to this overwhelming feeling of guilt. Like a lot of people felt like, you said, felt guilty for coming to this Weekender, but by the end of it were like absolutely over the moon that they did because I think a lot of people there realised that there was so many other people in a similar position. And you could almost see it there and then right in front of your very eyes. People almost just breathing this sigh of relief of like, it's not just me. I'm not alone. There's other people here. There's other mums and parents going through the exact same thing that I'm going through. And that in itself is pretty priceless, you know, to actually witness that there and then because I think you do start to almost feel quite isolated in your own emotions because you do start to convince yourself that you're the only one who feels that way. Yeah, yeah. No one else would understand, you know. So for me, honestly, the whole weekend was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Everyone that came was just awesome, awesome individual and it was a pleasure to have every single person there because they made the event, essentially. But for me, I'd probably say that was that chat, that kind of 30, 40 minutes at the end there was one of the real true highlights for me. Yeah. Just to sit there amongst it all and just watch and listen to everything everyone was saying. And, you know, there were smiles, there were laughs, there, there was, was a lot tears, of, a lot it was actually, amazing.
1: <laughs> so just to probably finish, my dad ended up kind of bringing tears to people's eyes. because He said something that I was like, Dad, you could have been a bit more delicate in how you phrased that, but he kind of just came out with the fact that we all need to start looking... Yeah, he was like we need some perspective and we need to be in the present moment and we need to realise we're just so lucky you know we need to get out in nature and look around and realise we're so lucky he said about four times we are so lucky we are so lucky but
0: we we wanted people to
1: leave thinking about the future in that way rather than thinking about the future with this dominant emotion of fear you know like because it is scary right now but it's been scary in the past too you know we've had like our grandparents went through you know world wars and you know telling me that wasn't you know Imagine that as you're, you know, we often talk about this, but, you know, it's about your experience on a daily basis. And it's about, we just said, the connections, the community. It's about how you reframe situations that makes the difference. So you have the power, you know, to be very positive about the future. Once you understand where your emotions are coming from and why, and then you can start to put things in place that gradually change it all.
0: No, exactly. I mean, to be fair, your dad's input was amazing. Like it was just... Because I think as well, like, this is the whole point we kept making is that, like, we're all here to inspire one another. It's not just oh like, oh, listen to what Keris and I have to say. No. It's like, listen to what every single person in this room has to say because, you know what, we've all come from all different walks of life yeah. and yeah. we've all had different struggles and obstacles that we've overcome and we can all learn something yeah. from that. And, you know, your dad, you know, who was... And- I was going to say, he was like one of the... Well, he probably was the oldest person in the room, wasn't he? Yeah. So, you know, this person who's been here longer than we have, has had plenty of obstacles in his life. Yeah. It almost was more powerful hearing it from him to be like, just stop for a moment and yeah, yeah, yeah. admire the trees and listen to the birds just for a minute and just appreciate it for what it is because it's all there and we're just almost...
1: He always says to me, blink and life's gone. Who says that? My dad, he's always like, blink and it's gone. It really is that. He said that, I can't even believe... Where I am right now, is just flown by. And I think what you want to have in that situation is no regrets, you know, with how you've spent the majority of that time. But like you said, the more time that you're slowing down and appreciating, the slower everything goes as well and the more you can get that mindset in place.
0: And don't get me wrong, this is still very much a work in progress for us in terms of slowing down and whatnot. But I'm definitely much better with it. And I'm in a completely different place in terms of, what my day to day looks like, you know. I don't get wrong. Like I have some days where, you know, there's just things that need to be done, and you just kind of step up to don't the plate this. and whatever. But there are other days when I'm like, no, no, I'm just gonna chill, I'm just gonna chill for a bit, and I don't feel guilty about it anymore.
1: No.
0: You know what I mean? And that's progress for me, because before it would almost be like, oh, what am I doing? How dare I have a moment off? <laughs> How rude!
1: And also, you achieve nothing when your mind's like that. You're too distracted.
0: No, no, exactly, exactly, but. To any of you out there who came to the Weekender, thank you so much for coming to spend a few days with Keris and I down in the lovely Tunbridge Wells. I can't honestly put it into words how amazing we've felt since. We've just been on the biggest, biggest high. And do you know what? The last few days, I've probably spent more time on social media in the last few days as I have for the last three months just because... It's just been such a lovely place to be
1: Yeah.
0: off the back of this weekend.
1: connecting with the same people. That yeah, I just felt like
0: being on social media had a greater purpose yeah. because of just interacting with everyone off the back of the weekend. You know, the things that they learn, the things that they're putting in place. And yeah, I'm just like, God, it's almost like I was actually looking forward to going on social media again. Do you see know yeah. what I mean? And they just thought, God, yeah, this is lovely. So yeah, thank you so, so much. And, and we do um, plan to
1: do more next year so some people have emailed off the back of the podcast saying how do i find out but if you're podcast yeah so after this podcast some people emailed and said how would i find out about the events in future how do you know the
0: podcast hasn't gone out yet
1: no not this podcast (laughs) a couple of weeks ago someone emailed and said i would like to come to a weekend but if you go to fitterfood.com and you can sign up to our mailing list and follow us on instagram and facebook we just post about it but we do plan to do a whole events calendar for next year by the end of the year so you'll have plenty of time because we've had People say,
0: please give us more warning. Yeah, we were quite so, last minute with this weekend, yeah. so massive apologies there. But for us, like we came away thinking, we've just had the most amazing time. Why don't we do this more often? Yeah. So this time, we're not going to let the year run away from us like we did last time. And we are just going to put on more events to give us the opportunity to, A, travel around the UK. And, the or, or anywhere, <laughs> to be fair. We've definitely got to get over to Ireland. I've yeah. still not been. yeah. criminal you know so we want to travel and we just want to meet as many of you awesome lot as possible so because it just makes us feel good it feels great so So it makes sense to do it more often
1: if you do know of a venue do get in touch you good,
0: You know, if your living room's big enough, <laughs> yeah. whatever, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. So, guys, I hope you've enjoyed that because we wanted to make this episode more than just kind of like saying, hey, the weekend was amazing, which it was. But we just felt there was so much that we kind of covered there that would benefit you guys. So I hope you've got some value at the very least from this episode. And as always, any questions, please do just get in touch through any social media channel or info at fitofood.com and if you haven't subscribed please do and leave us a review if you haven't done so already because yeah it means the world it really does especially the good ones (laughs) (laughs) but we will see you in episode 137 bye bye see ya